episode 13, The Doctor and the Slaves of Time, part 1, written by Royce Pendergast. The all-powerful Time Lords of Gallifrey are people who live their lives by a strict set of rules. If I were to even start going over them now, it'd probably take a couple thousand of these audio logs. Even then, there are so many clauses and contradictions that you start to just think that the Time Lords are making it up as they go along. But there is one rule that the Time Lords follow, that is known to all, perhaps the only Time Law anyone knows, including the Time Lords themselves. The Laws Against Interference. Yes, the masters of time, the seers of all, selflessly decided that even with all their power, to just let things take their natural course. Selflessly. <laughs> Some might say selfishly. I, the doctor, disagreed. I stole a time machine, the quester, and headed out into the universe to do as I saw fit, to save those that needed saving, stop those that needed stopping, using my powers for good, but even with the best of intentions and the ability to control time itself, sometimes you can only make things worse. Ah, help, Doctor! Oh, ah! Unless it seems to be gone, but I still can't shake it. Brace for landing, Terry! Shouldn't you install seat belts? Sometimes there are parts of the universe that are unstable. Time and space warp around them. It contradicts the actions of the quester and may affect some of the systems. Or... What's wrong now? There may be several things going a little wrong. Um, how wrong? Not terribly wrong, like we're both going to die in noxious fumes wrong. But more, well, all its systems are shutting down. The power's being cut off to sections two, three, five, and six. The switches are seized, and the Quester's monitor is blank. Some external force is disabling the Quester remotely. It could be a signal jam. Maybe one of those magnet pulse electricity shutting down things? That is a surprisingly intelligent suggestion. Well, pub facts. I read it on BuzzFeed. There's the small fact that the Quester is impervious to any external interference of that sort. What's that flashing red button on this part of the console? Which? Oh, that button? Press it. The monitor's back on. I'm getting readings from the ship again. Where are we today, then? Wherever it is, we won't be here too much longer. So take a good look. It's a really pretty alien landscape. Desert of orange dirt and rock just stretches out as far as the eye can see. Desert? Orange dirt? Sounds like the outback of Australia. Where I live. Nope. This out here is what I call an alien landscape. What are you doing? I mean, look through the monitor. Wow. Rude. My time machine is on the fritz. I'm hardly putting on the reels. You really are happy today, aren't you? Sorry, I'm a bit stressed with our ship hurtling through the vortex. Nah, you don't say. Terry, you're outside the quester. It could be dangerous. I'm just taking a quick pic of these huge purple moons. Nothing else out here except sand and red rocks. Take a chill pill, Doc. Come here. Well, I suppose it couldn't hurt. The Quester just needs a short while to cool down. The Time Lords have a philosophy that all things happen for a reason. 
but to try and stop those things from happening goes against the greater plan of the universe or the divine being you might worship. Everything that could ever happen already happened, and that we're just characters or puppets reading lines in someone else's story. This is a philosophy I do not subscribe to. I refuse to believe that what happened next was meant to happen, and instead was just the result of bad luck. Freeze! Hands in the air! Zoinks! State your identity. You identify yourself. Identify yourself, or we execute you. Terry, Terry. You know, Terry from Earth. The Doctor. Identity, not profession. Don't argue, Doc. They're eight foot tall with black armour. And there's five of them. Stay down, scum. Out the nose. For me, they're one and the same. This land belongs to the King of Sandal. You're trespassing. What's your business here? We have no business. My ship was damaged. I pulled it onto the closest life-supporting planet I could find for a pit stop. We were just about to leave. We mean you no harm. What do you make of them? Perfect. Dag them and bag them. They're craft too. Have you ever heard of the black market? Of course. When I was young and I first heard about the black market, I seriously thought it was a real place. With little stalls and all that, hidden away in some dark alley or warehouse that would quickly pack away when the police came. Good afternoon, Mindu. I have returned. You've changed your mind then, Vito? Yes, yes, I have. If your words are true, I could do with some more human backbone on the farm. Shouldn't do any worse than the Ogrons and the Tritivores I already have. Look how young and healthy he is. Should easily last at least twice as long as an Ogron before he wears out and you make him into soup. Oh, I don't think those alien guys are really police. I started to think that the second they hit you to the ground with their rifles. They're being sold as slaves! You can understand what was being said? Yes. That's some good news at least. Have you lost your mind? It's, no, it's terrible. I know the idea of actual physical work. It must be a terrifying prospect for you, but putting that aside for a moment, that means the Quester is nearby. It can only translate any foreign languages for you as long as you're in close proximity to it. You don't quite know where it is, but I can feel my sonic screwdriver in my pocket. We can get out of here? Great! Hurry up and get to it! The Quester was cooling down before we were captured by those thugs. So it should be ready to go by the time we get into it. Even if it isn't, the door's an outer shell despite its photo booth appearance. Yes, you have a real bargain here. Ow. Oi! What are you You're doing? You're going to your new home. Doctor! Doctor, help! Terry! Hold on, I'll save you. I'll get you out of this. Let go, girl. Let him go, you thugly lump. <laughs> you got to admire the spirit on this one. I don't suppose you need a Gallifrey girl on the machine too, do you? Here's 4500. I'm already indulging my needs with one new worker. I couldn't possibly get another this week. 700 credits. For you, I'll knock 500 off. 700 credits? I am almost offended. Surely a Time Lord would be worth more. And I've just had my first regeneration. Gotta make you laugh. If I don't have to silence you, you're gonna be worth every penny to some lucky buyer. Doctor, please help me! Don't worry, Terry. It'll be all over soon, I promise. Listen here. 
If you don't quit your yelling, I'm gonna have no qualms on losing 1700 in profits just to keep you quiet. Trust me. Almost a shame we won't get to see that happen. As the cage springs open to let V-Door exit with Terry, the doctor seizes her chance to use her sonic screwdriver. Her ankle bracelet drops off and the doctor runs out. She punches the slaver in the face before running down the road. Don't let her get away! Come on, hurry up. Lock on, you silly thing. Where is the Vesta? Warmer, colder, warmer, hot! From a galaxy far, far away, known as the Milky Way Galaxy, planet Earth. Water my beard, water my beard. Excuse me, I think you'll find that belongs to me. Thank goodness you're home, Mom. Is it safe to come out now? Where is Master Terry? We're going to pick him up before anything terrible happens. Oh, no, 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 no. You're acting like you were before in that earlier interference. Terry is out there. He's alive. He has a life essence. You can look onto it. Find him, you silly machine. Are you referring to me, ma'am? I'm talking to the quester. Ah, fantastic. Oh, well done, you brilliant thing. We have a lock on Terry's position. Why won't you just let me pick him up at the cage? Oh, I wouldn't have gotten back to the quester... Let's just hope not too much time has passed since Terry saw us last. Something was wrong. I could feel a hint of it in the Quester. The Quester had taken us to an alien farm. The home of Vito, the alien who Terry, tried to purchase Terry. Terry, can you hear me? It's the Doctor. He was not the same person I had seen moments ago. Young and sleek from pampering in the luxury suite. Terry? Terry I now saw standing in front of me was filthy. His body frail, his face gaunt. I had found Terry. Is that you? Only years too late. To be continued in the next story, The Doctor and the Slaves of Time, Part 2. Formed by an all-volunteer cast featuring Diane Smith, Moira Seward, Michael Rutter, Douglas Barbieri, Damien Crompton, Richard Butler, Roy Scale, Adam Brooks, and Carlos Anon. Edited by Damien Crompton and Carolyn Rutter. This episode features Seeking Loot and Summer Rain by McKinnamasound.com, Echoes of Time by Kevin MacLeod, Beyond the Horizon by Alex Stone, Deserted by Fesleyanstudios.com, and Frostbitten Sunrise by Technoax.com. Special thanks to Chris Ball. Visit the DrAudioAdventures.wordpress.com for full sound effects credits, artwork, and more.